Daily Pursuit Podcast. I hope that in whatever you're pursuing in your life, that these episodes leave you feeling more empowered, motivated, and inspired to continue to go after what you want and achieve the success that you desire. It's time to level up. I want to talk about fear and how fear controls us at times and how we can change our perspective on fear. For some reason, themes seem to always come up in my day-to-day life with conversations that I have with people and they're unintentional, these themes. However, recently, the concept of fear was a presiding theme that came up in all kinds of conversations that I had over a week and two weeks span, somewhere in around that. And it was really empowering and powerful, these conversations that I had with clients, with family, around what fear meant to them and situations in which they felt fear. And this could be fear of loss, fear of inability, fear of failure, you know, fear of uncertainty. And it's such a prevalent emotion that people have fear and rightly so from a biological physiological perspective, our body is neatly driven towards our safety. It's one of it's one of the primary things that our bodies looking to do is keep us safe. So yeah, fear is going to be a overriding thing that we experience to make us safe and to make us feel safe. And it is something that inhibits us in today's day and age from truly expressing our full potential and believing in our ability to make the impact and do the things that we want to do, that we have in our mind to do, but we're not taking action on because of being afraid, because of being fearful for unknown consequences, expectations, outcomes. So I want to touch on a couple, a couple things that came up recently. One was a conversation that I had with a family member and she was starting a new job and she was a teaching job. And on one of the first days that she was teaching, she experienced this feeling of fear. And it was a fear of failure. It was a fear of being inadequate because she was challenged by a couple of the students that she was teaching and they made her feel as though, and I say that lightly, I'll I'll caveat that, that idea of made her feel, but in that moment she felt inadequate and feared being inadequate and failing at her job. So we had a little conversation and what we were able to come to a conclusion of and 
what I was able to help her see was the energy and projections from those students towards her were their own fears. They were projecting onto her experiences that they've had to protect themselves in that moment where they may have felt inadequate, unable, or incapable of performing the task that was being asked of them. However, instead of acknowledging that inability or acknowledging that uncertainty that they had, they projected it towards her and made her feel or at least pushed her to feeling as though she was incapable. And that led to this fear of, am I not good at this? Am I going to fail at this? And that is something that we need to always lean into when we have these interactions with people. It's this idea and this understanding that every interaction that we have with someone, that person is basing their actions, their statements, their opinions, their next step off of their past experiences. So that example that I just gave with teaching, listening to what those students were saying and how they were acting and how they're being, you could tell from their responses that they have probably been put in a certain environments throughout their years growing up that have led them to being made to hold a standard, a certain level of expectation of themselves and for themselves. And when they don't meet that expectation, they were frowned upon and told that they needed to do better. But what that translated to in that moment was them projecting outwards, not taking responsibility for that current moment, but making her feel that she was doing something wrong. And that led to her also, this family member of mine, also not identifying the other side of that coin, which was all of the students that she was helping, all the students that were asking for her help that were really needing her guidance and needing her to go about teaching what she was teaching in the way that she was teaching. She got lost by the not 1% in the classroom, leading to her feeling of fear. And that made her lose sight of the other 99.9% .9 of students there that were taking in, absorbing, and getting something from how she was teaching, how she was going about what she was doing. And so when she was able to reframe that in her mind about where that fear was coming from, the fear of being adequate, of failure, of not being good at what she was doing, we were able to reframe that from the understanding that the students that were making her feel that certain way, that were bringing up these emotions and feelings for her, they were coming at it because of their experiences that she doesn't have any control over. And so once she was able to identify that and acknowledge that, 
she was able to start to work on her own fear and start to acknowledge and understand that they don't have control over her and her fear. They don't have control over those things. Those responses and reactions and statements from them are because of things that they are going through. So what can she do to better help them through that process? How can she challenge them in good ways? How can she help them move forward? Because that helps to also empower herself and diminish the fear that she has about what she's capable of doing. And then this leads me to the second environment that, that I think is a really powerful one for those of you that are in your health and fitness journey. Those of you that are on that path for bettering yourself, because I was working with a client and we were doing a max out set on a movement as many reps as she could do. And afterwards, she sent me a message talking about how it wasn't necessarily that she reached physical fatigue. There was a fear of failure in her mind when I asked her to go to failure. And so we dug into that and she was able to acknowledge some things from her past around failure and what that meant and experiences she had around failure. And then that led to a deeper conversation even around how do we work on our fear of failure? How do we expose ourselves to it? And in simple terms, we need to do just that. We need to expose ourselves to the opportunity of failure in a safe way. Because so much of our concept of failure, our belief within ourselves that way, or a lack of belief within ourselves, stems from our experiences that we've had, stems from experiences that we have gone through in our life where we did fail. However, we failed and then were made to feel or told a certain thing about ourselves, which in those developmental years, we ingrained as part of who we were. And so we begin to hold on to that notion. And throughout our life, that notion gets bigger and it snowballs. We build momentum behind that thing. So what we need to do today, and what I chatted with this client of mine about, was setting up the ability to fail safely so that we can get the physiological feedback from it because there's hormonal aspects to this uh, um, Huberman podcast go check that out if, if you want to learn more about this but um, Huberman talks about this in regards to dopamine response but essentially we need to set up environments that we can fail safely to start to build that habit and a unique way to do this is environments that don't allow you to overthink the scenario. There's a book out there that's called Blink. And in this book, they talk about thin slicing, which is how we make decisions is often better done by thin slicing, which means just micro 
components of information, not overanalyzing it with too much information, just taking these very distinct little bits of information we're able to conceptualize and understand the scenario more effectively than not than if we took on a whole bunch of other information. And so if we can set up an environment where it basically forces us to thin slice in that moment, we can learn and develop and overcome fear more effectively. It doesn't mean that fear isn't there, but we are able to utilize fear for growth, for better output. And so a way that this client of mine actually connected this, which was a really cool way that I thought um, to do this and to connect these dots, to create an environment where she could fail safely again and again and again, and learn how to take control of that emotional and physiological response of failure, and then take next step action on it to show her mind and body how to overcome failure was playing golf. Because think about it in golf, put the tee down, put the ball on the tee, you take your swing and you hit the ball. Maybe the ball goes generally the direction you want it to, but how many of you that have played golf before or watched golf or just thinking about the concept of golf, if you're not a golfer, very often the ball doesn't go exactly where you want it to go. So in that moment, in that micro moment, there is failure there. Maybe you shanked it hard off to the right. Maybe you barely got it off the tee box. Yes. Snubbed your club into the ground. And the ball doesn't go where you want it to go. And so in that moment, you have a moment of failure. You have achieved failure in that moment. And then you have a small window of time to process that failure and to then think about the next shot. Because that already is going to happen immediately. When you hit that ball and maybe it goes off to the right, you want it to go center and it goes slightly to the right. You already are visually seeing that ball go off to the right. And so you bought your brain and your body is going fail. What's next? What do I need to do to make the next shot? So you're overcoming that failure in an instant. And then you repeat that again and again. And again, now the thing is, is that conceptually, we don't often think about it this way. We don't often think about failure in those moments. We don't think about it as a way to develop our ability to overcome our fear of failure, the fear we have of not being competent. However, it's a, it's a primary way. It's a, it's a fundamental way that we can truly do that because it's a safe environment. It's a fun environment. We have joy in it and it allows us to fail, learn, and then apply 
Fail, learn, apply. Fail, learn, apply. Again and again and again and again. So I found it just a very enlightening, empowering conversation, which gave her, my client, originally brought this this concept up because she went out and played a, a round of golf with her husband. I found it a very powerful way to help, hopefully, all of you that are listening overcome or work on, more specifically, your fear of failure, fear of uncertainty, inability, whatever, fill in the blank for that next word. Fear of whatever. You can start to practice that and overcome that fear. You can start to work on that fear. Start to set up environments for yourself where you allow yourself to experience failure. I do this with the select number of clients that I work with. Still to this day, I don't do a lot of on-floor coaching anymore. Some of you know that, but I do more business consulting now. But the clients that I do work with on the floor because of their very specific niche clientele that I work with, we go into failure and we pursue failure because it's a safe environment and I want to challenge those beliefs. I want to allow failure to occur and then address it and learn from it. I want to allow challenging thoughts and beliefs of ourselves to come in and then for us to work that, to mold it into something that we have control over and power over. The more that you can create environments that allow you to do that, the more you are going to grow and develop as an individual and make an impact in the way that you truly want to. Because in order to make a big ass impact in this world, you're going to have to face a lot of fears. I know that personally, I'm still working through fears of mine. But it is something that the more you work on it, the more you face it, the more you address it, the more power you hold and more ability you gain to help others and impact others. So I challenge you to start to address the fears you have by creating an environment where you can fail safely and effectively so that you can learn and grow. Level up. In the darkest of days, sometimes we find out who we are. Be the change or hit the bottom, hit it hard. We have a choice, yeah, we can take the power away and turn it into something to believe in. Believe in, it's up to you. It's up to you.